Hello and welcome to the latest Pensions Expert podcast. I'm Sophia Imerson, Associate Editor, and I'm joined today by Kate Smith, Head of Pensions at Aegon, and Mike Crow, Trustee Representative at Dalriada Trustees. We're here to discuss the Financial Advice Market Review and the role of employers and trustees when helping employees and scheme members make informed decisions on financial matters. One of the Pharma final report recommendations was that the Financial Conduct Authority and the Pensions Regulator should develop a new fact sheet to set out what support employers and trustees can provide on financial matters without being subject to regulation. The proposal came about following reports that employers and trustees don't attempt to offer help or guidance to employees or pension scheme members because they're worried about the risk of crossing the regulated advice boundary. A draft fact sheet was set out in part one of the Pharma Guidance Consultation, which is now closed. The FCA aims to publish its response this autumn. So, Mike, what do you make of the reports that employers and trustees avoid offering guidance to members and employees because they believe that they could be exposed to some kind of of regulatory sanction? I'm not sure it's quite right to say that across the entire spectrum, trustees and employers don't offer support and guidance. On the whole, trustees are in the job because they want to see the best member outcomes uh, possible for their scheme members. Employers provide pension schemes for many reasons, but you have to think that they are doing so for the benefit of their employees. Trustees, I think, are aware through their knowledge and understanding requirements and in working with their own advisors that there is a very clear line between advice and guidance and one that should not be crossed. But as trustees, I think our aim should be to make life as simple as possible for the member, but we have to be careful. When you consider that what you're trying to do is support the member in making sometimes difficult choices in relation to the pension, there is a fine line between guidance and advice. Advice is based on facts, but it goes further and becomes an opinion, a direction, um, a recommendation based on applying specific expertise to those facts. Uh, Giving guidance uh, has implications, especially for the regulated professional. When they advise, it means something. It has the backing of their experience, qualifications and professional code and possibly most importantly they have to take responsibility for that advice. If a member makes a decision based on information provided by the trustees or their employer and that information is inaccurate or opinion based that member could have grounds for complaint and possibly financially worse off compensation. So it's vitally important for trustees and employers to understand the magnitude of the advice and guidance and information point because they don't want to be seen to be crossing the line into areas which is going to give them potential problems. And do you think that this fact sheet will help trustees feel feel less concerned about these issues? In a word, yes. Um, I mean, we're all bombarded with reports and surveys and statistics, and some are more helpful than others. One statistic that I saw that stood out for me was that on average, individuals were only prepared to pay £253 for advice. Now, with the best one in the world, that's not going to buy you an awful lot of advice. So there is a place for guidance to fill the gap between full advice and the prospect of members taking action completely uninformed. As trustees, we would like to help bridge that gap and certainly clear guidelines and a uniform approach to guidance from fact sheets would be welcomed and would lead to less confusion. And Kate, do you think that the fact sheet will help employers um, feel more confident about supporting employees? Well, I think it's actually a missed opportunity and so much more could have been done. Um, 
Employers, along with trustees, are really well-placed to help influence employees' saving behaviour. But many, as we've pointed out, are concerned about crossing over the regulatory um, line. Um, and I had high hopes that the Financial Advice Market Review would help to overcome these concerns with the publication of their fact sheet, um, which was clearly set out what employers can say to their employees. And I don't think they've done that. Um, so in reality, I'm not actually convinced that the fact sheet will give employees that much more confidence in supporting their employees. I think they still will be concerned and are very worried about accidentally giving financial advice when they hadn't actually set out to do that. So the best thing would be to have um, a financial advisor to keep the employees on the right side of the law. So I think the fact sheet needs to be much more ambitious and more mm -hmm. clearer on what employers can do and say and actively encourage employers to go out there and promote their workplace pension. How practical is it to... Um to give staff and members lots of general and essential information if a company or scheme doesn't have um, the adequate resources for a fancy website or, or brochures? Well, yes, I, I think um, a lot of this is actually being done, but it's how it's been done. Um, pension providers already provide a lot of this information and they signpost the Pension Advisory Service and Pension Wise on the website. Um, so when an employer uses these particular pension advisor, uh, pension providers, um, then that information is available. And some employers have their own portals as well with this information. So it's quite, um, it can be done for sure. But it's, it's fair to say that more needs to be done. Um, and we need to provide more information for people. But it's not about brochures. I think it's more about providing this information digitally online where it can be broken down quite easily and become much more accessible to individuals. They have the information in bite-sized chunks. They have tools. They can play around with the data and um, meet their own circumstances. The information can be personalised. So all of that can happen. Now, the big issue, of course, is trying to drive members to the websites and encourage them to use that. Another farmer recommendation was the establishment of a financial advice working group, which has been set up and it's published a guide on financial well-being in the workplace. Um, so, Kate, how important do you think is an employer's role in contributing towards the financial well-being of employees when it comes to retirement saving in particular? Yeah, I, th I think this could actually be invaluable. Maybe one of the most important pieces that came out of the financial advice review, for, from my point of view, um, for the workplace, um, employers are, of course, at the heart place of workplace saving, and they have the potential to positively influence not even the savings culture in the UK as a whole, but also with other areas of financial well-being, such as managing debt. This is important because there's a clear link between financial well-being and productivity. Um, so it's actually in the employer's interest to provide their employees with support and guidance. So the portal which the Financial Advice um, Working Group is talking about could potentially be a really useful uh, tool for employers to use on their websites and to promote to their employees. And Mike, many trustee boards would say that they're overworked and they have to prioritise. Um, so to what extent do you think other potentially more pressing pension scheme issues get in the way of trustees focusing on providing support to members? A trustee's job is not an easy one. There is a lot to be done and uh, anything that is bringing in more work for them is, 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 especially when you're dealing with lay trustees who for the, the most part, it's a fraction of the, uh, the workload. It is quite a, a consideration, but as you say, trustees have to prioritise how they effectively spend their time. But I think taking a step back, it's worth remembering that fundamentally there are fiduciary duties on trustees, and that is to act in the best interests of the members.
That's what they're there to do. And if trustees are presented with a toolkit uh, or uh, materials that allows them to provide guidance and support materials to the members, then they really seriously need to consider using these. Um, in many cases, trustees will rely on their envi- uh, advisors and administration providers to make this happen. It's all really about best member outcomes possible. Uh, full advice, I don't think anyone will disagree, it has to be the gold standard because these decisions are too important to get wrong. And aside from the fear of crossing that regulated advice boundary, is there anything else preventing employers and trustees from providing support to scheme members and employees? I think for me, knowledge is key. Um, As I said earlier, advice is given by experts. Trustees have knowledge and understanding about their schemes and how to run them, but crossing the line into guidance and support can stretch uh, a trustee's knowledge, especially for lay trustees. That's why I think the direction of travel proposed will help trustees in this area, and and I welcome that. I don't think that it's necessarily perfect, but I think it's a start, and I think that if we continue down this road, anything that helps members have the right outcomes for the retirement uh, has to be embraced. And I would say that um, another sort of barrier is that many employers spend thousands of pounds on their pension schemes. They're actually disappointed with the level of their employees' engagement, um, so their understanding or their interest in um, their own pension schemes. That's a barrier in itself. And for other employers, as we know, pensions are merely seen as compliance issues. They're not likely to do anything much more. Um, But we know there is a vast amount of information out there, but it's how we actually position this and get this to the members. Um, As I mentioned, the proposed online portal that the Financial Advice Market Review um, Working Group is going to be building or or passing on to the Money Advice Service to build, that could actually make it a lot easier for employers to provide the much-needed support to their employees. So there's a long way to go yet, but promising signs. Thanks both for joining. That's all for now. Please visit pensions-expert.com for more. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.